everybody, and welcome to episode 485 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're like, dang, I'm good at Nuka Penna Draft, or you're like, wow, I'm bad at this and I'm not getting better. We are here for you. Don't worry. I feel like that's everybody who plays yes. Nuka Penna Draft. The second one is me. How am I getting progressively worse at a draft format? I've got to say, this draft format is unlike any I have encountered in my years of decade of playing Magic. It is. It is interesting. Or is it? I don't know. Well, we're going to talk about it. We got a lot to say. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And before we start the show today, uh, I just want to say we're dedicating the show to our friend Mary Strutzel, who passed away. She was our mentor in the improv community here in Minneapolis. Yeah. And we just want to say we love her so much, and she'll be so incredibly missed. Yeah. We knew Mary for a long time, um, and she was a really important figure in our lives for a very long time. Um. So yeah, we're thinking of Mary. Yeah. Um. So we just want to, you know, give a little present to her by dedicating our episode to her. She was uh, in charge of comedy sports here in Minneapolis. Yeah. So she was also, um, for a while, the director of comedy sports CSZ Worldwide. Yes. Um, because she was like such a powerful influence for good on the local comedy Absolutely. sports, and then she took that to the national stage. Um, and we are really appreciative of a lot of that sh- what she did for like women's equity in comedy sports. 100%. So she'll make she women pushed, captains. Yes. yes. Uh, she pushed for that a lot. Yeah. We have two teams in comedy sports that compete. And Mary always said we want, uh, if possible, a woman to be the captain of the yes. team because Mary was the first person in all of comedy sports worldwide who, who said there must be at least like a one, one of the captains of one of the teams must be a woman. Yeah. And you're like, wow, these days that is so far away from what we think of. Yeah. You're just like, is that enough? And the answer is no. And then back when Mary was doing it, absolutely. No, no one was even thinking about stuff like that. So when, you know, people in the audience watch, they, they know like that's important to us. Women are funny. Exactly. (laughs) And in charge. And in charge. Very good. Well, on today's episode, like we teased, we're going to talk about draft with Nuka Penna and all of its Interest, 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 intricacies. Intricacies. <laughs> That's the word right there. Interest, yeah. intri- <sighs> I'm just not going to say it because <laughs> there's a lot to go over. We've got data from 17 lands, which is incredibly interesting. Uh, we're also going to have a continuation of the new Capenna story. Yeah. Flavor text theater. We've got a pack here of new Capenna that we're going to crack. Play some movie pitches. All right, Maria. There's so much to do. I want to get cracking. But first, we have some people to thank. Yes. First and foremost amongst them are our patrons, which keep this show live and on the air all the time. You are doing it if you're a patron Absolutely. of this show. And we want to give a special thanks to Claudio, Gwendolyn, James, and Daniel. Yay! Who either became new patrons or upped their pledges in the past week. We so very much appreciate it. And we think that each and every one of you is just the tippity top of the best of the best. Absolutely. Head on over to patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Just takes a minute to join our family and support what we do here on this channel. If you're like, yes, yeah. I support you. 
I listen to you every week, sometimes twice a week. Sometimes I replay your videos. They just come up on YouTube and I just let them go every time. Yeah. <laughs> then you should be a patron. You should be a patron of our <laughs> show. Join our fam. As little as five bucks a month gets you access to our Discord. That's less than a dollar a week. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know. It's just a good deal. Think about it. Uh, we also want to say thank you to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, for being incredible. You can check them out at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF to get anything you need for magic. Get that box of Streets of New Capenna, baby. Yeah. Play some sealed, or do some test seals with yourself. Play yep. with your friends because the do arena a, opens coming up. Do a friend draft where you're like, let's all try and figure out this <laughs> format because it's not working. Nobody's allowed to pick white cards yeah, in this exactly. draft and see what happens. <laughs> they must all be last picks. There must be no other cards oh in the pack. Oh my God. Yeah, but there is an arena open coming up this weekend. Yeah. So practice that. It's limited, everybody. That's right. And before we get into the show, real quick, we want to say we're doing a special giveaway. Before the end of this week, you've got to get in on this. So yes. we're going to put a link in the show notes, or you can head to our Twitter, which is at GLHF Magic, and you'll see a tweet that we made. We've retweeted a bunch of times, so you should be able to find it, where we have a list of all of the states that have anti-abortion trigger laws that go into effect once Roe v. Wade is overturned by the Supreme Court. And you can support these abortion funds in these states, $25 or more, screenshot that Email it to glhfmagic at gmail.com. Get yourself a free swag box of magic gear. That's right. You win. No one Humanity else is winning. Loses. <laughs> Humanity's losing. <laughs> but you're helping them not. <laughs> I know, like it feels so helpless, right? To be a person. It really does. In this situation. And what can we do? We, yeah. We can support places that are going to be under the biggest threat once this happens. Yep. So we've got a list. You can choose whatever state you want to donate to. There's a national fund listed as well there if you just can't choose. 25 bucks or more. Screenshot it. Email to us with your mailing address, please. And then we will send you some free stuff as a reward for saying thank you for supporting basic human rights. rights. <laughs> well, it's been one week of Streets of New Capenna Limited. Megan, how are you feeling about that draft? Bad. <laughs> Maria, you don't have to ask that full question. Yep. I can tell you. Bad. Wow. Do you know what? I was telling you earlier, I have a draft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a draft where I lost uh, internet connection towards the end of pack two. Uh-huh. Could not get on through the entirety of pack oh, three. Oh, nightmare. That's all auto picks. I've done better with this deck than the rest of the decks that I've recently Now drafted. that's our advice to you. Let it auto pick. Do you know what? Just like, just disconnect your internet and see what happens. And see where it takes you. Roll the dice on that because do you know what? It worked out better for me than using my brain. Wow. This format is a real puzzler. It really is. It seems like a lot of people are encountering the same feeling. Yes. Like, what is going on? Can't yeah. get those wins seemingly no matter what we do. Yep. Um, and you're not alone if you feel this way. A lot of people do. And I'm going to give a, this is my, okay, there's two things I think main things going on here. Here's my two theories. Okay. Theory number one. Yeah. Um, the best cards are the best cards by a country mile. Yeah. So once those cards are gone out of the pack, and a lot of these are commons, by the way, you know, there's nothing left. Yeah. Have you been in a draft where you're like, well, there's still eight cards here and you're like, these are all garbage. Yes. Very recently I have looked at a pack and I've just been like, literally we're on like pack. We're on like pick five of this pack. And yeah. I'm like, 
Well, <laughs> well, I guess I'm taking a the six six train question mark. Like, oh look, these are all bad. A glitter monger, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's how it feels. It's rough. It's like the cards that are there. The cards that are really good are stupid good, yeah. and the cards that are not are just like actually like close to unplayable. They're like bad filler. Just bad filler. They're not yeah. your twenty fourth card. They're your 30th card, but yeah, you got to put them in the put them in there. <laughs> you got to put them in your deck. They're co- like, yes, they're arriving at like, they're, they are your 18th card, but yeah. you wish they were your 30th, which I will say, I, we didn't articulate it as qu- clearly last week, Yeah, but we were saying, remember, like picks, like cards one through 10, very strong. Yep. Cards 11 through 23, bummers. I mean, just <laughs> straight up draft chaff. Yes. I mean, the chaff starts early. <laughs> That's like we say during harvest season. <laughs> the chaff starts early. Milling season? Whatever. Threshing? Threshing. Threshing season. That's like we say during threshing, threshing season. season. The chaff starts early. I mean, I just can't remember a draft format where I was less excited to take cards. In the middle of a pack. No. Anyway, I think neither. that's co- contributing to the problem because they're just, yes. they just can't hang. They're bad. They can't play ball with the cards no. that are so good. No. And then the other thing contributing to it is the fact that some colors are pretty much a head and shoulders above other colors, yes. which is a problem. Um, And the last problem being that inspiring overseer. <laughs> Just a busted card. So I didn't say it by name, but that's the card I'm talking about. That card is just... Can I ask you a question, Wizards of the Coast? (laughs) You were like, look at this great card that we made. And let's, what if we made it better? What's your question? That's my question. How? Because we already knew this card. This card existed in previous set and Strixhaven is a 2-1. But it didn't have flying, okay? Yeah. We love this card in Strixhaven. So good. Take it every time. So good. You loved picking that card. So why does it have flying? I don't know. I... My you guess, wanted to make it different? I guess, yeah. Well, one, you want to make it different. And two, they were worried that they wouldn't they wouldn't be strong enough. Like, if you're not doing a multicolored shenanigan, you know it what I mean? It would have been strong enough. It would be just fine. It would have been fine because right now it's the best card. So, Inspiring Overseer is the ninth best card in the set, everybody. And that includes Rares and Mythics. <laughs> Pretty good. Do you know how many times I'm like, pack one, pick one, inspiring overseer? Yeah, we've all been there. I mean, like, we've been there. Once I got past it in pack one, pick six, and I almost screenshot it <laughs> and tweeted because I'm like, what who is did this? this? Who are these who people? Who did this? Who at this table allowed this to happen? Oh, yeah. So, inspiring overseer, that card is too good. All right. You know, overall, it looks the big big, the big winners here. Yep. The brokers. The brokers are the big winners yeah. in the streets of Nuka Pena draft. This is the word on the street. If you didn't know it, you know, y- now you, you might, know it. Now you know it. Um, <laughs> they're hard to draft because everybody who's on arena knows this by this point almost and is trying to draft them or force them or whatever. They're just all the cards are just so much better than the other cards that it becomes kind of an issue. So the way we can see this is the top 23 cards in this format at common all of them are broker's cards, with the exception of one. Do you know what that card is, Megan? Oh, it's Girder Goons. Girder Goons. Do you know what? 
it's like um, it's just obviously yeah, Gerder goons. It's obviously we Gerder talked goons. last week about Gerder goons. Would you pay four mana to deal four damage? Yeah. Make a two two draw a card. And <laughs> Absolutely. You're like, that, yeah, that card's a, that's a card's wild. <laughs> that card's insane. Like, Taking what? that card. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one that uh, broke out of the mold here in the top twenty three. Yeah. Um, down the list of the best cards in at common number one, inspiring overseer. Duh. 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 Number two, Rafine's Informant. Duh. Love this card. So good. Connive at two? Yeah. One and a white for a two-one connive. Nice. Every time. Jewel Thief at number three. Yeah. This card is excellent. With Vigilance? Yeah. Jewel Thief is very good. Three, like three for three a makes crime. a treasure. I need to arrest this card for number one. No, no, he can thief. I don't care if it thieves. I'm arresting it for having Vigilance. <laughs> yeah, you should arrest it for having Vigilance. <laughs> That's what I'm mad about. It's like pretty... It's Again, pretty OP. It's like inspiring overseer. You're like, you want you needed to slap vigilance on this? Did you, you needed did to? You? Did you need to slap <laughs> vigilance on this? I don't know. Trample too? It also has trample. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. Oh my god. Um, next up, this one is a surprise to me. This I did not expect. Make disappear. I had to literally look up which card this was, but it is one in a blue for an instant counter target spell unless its controller pays two and it has casualty one. You know, that flexibility of the casualty one on there has got to yeah. be why this is so high on the list. Because you can either make it counter it unless they pay two, which is going to get stuff a lot of times. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but if you've got a little something you can sacrifice, yeah, yeah why it, not? Basically a hard counter. Um, a gathering throng is coming in at number five. Um, gathering throng. Gathering throng. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, this is when <laughs> <laughs> it's a three one in white that you can go get your other ones. Oh, that's right. Do you know what? I started like last week. I did a draft where I was like, I will take these cards when I do yeah. it. And then I was like, am I... This it feels like the sort of thing where in every other format people are always like whatever. Yeah, exactly. But I was like, this feels right. It's just a three one that goes and gets. It says draw a card. Yep. And also that card is definitely another three one. Yeah, I've had people draw four cards when they played Gathering Throng. Amazing. And I'm like, great. I can't even be mad. That's pretty good. It was really good. I've tried to do it other times, but I just don't get them. Um, because people are people have seen Gathering Throng and they know that just continual supply of three ones. Is stinking good enough. <laughs> um, um, the sixth highest card on this list is a land, <laughs> and it's Broker's Hideout. <laughs> if that doesn't, if that doesn't tell you something, good grief! About this format, I don't know what will. That the sixth highest card above Girder Goons <laughs> is a Broker's Hideout. <laughs> Pack it's one, a pick land. one. Broker's hideout. Let's go. It doesn't go. even make three colors of mana. No. It will go and get you one of three <laughs> colors of mana. It's so bad. Oh. I'm also gonna have to look up this next card. Oh, celestial regulator. This is a fun. This is a fun little one. You play it with your Rafine's informant. Oh, I mean that sounds to correct. To sticky tap. So this is a two three flyer. Oh wait, I do know. I love yes. this card. This card is great. So good. This card is perfection. Uh, it is great. Yeah. So if, if you have something with a counter on it, it'll sticky tap down your opponent's yeah. creature. Doesn't it's untap. The one white blue for a two three flying. Yeah. Yeah. That card is is very very good. <laughs> love that card. Um, run out of town. This is surprising. Also surprising. I wasn't um, expecting to see this on the list. But it's, you know, it is an instant. It does go top or bottom of their library. Yeah, that's true. Which it's is annoying. Nice. Yeah. Um, so no notably here, I'm just gonna point this out because I just thought of it. Celestial regulator, run uh -huh. out of town, make disappear. All of these cards are tempo oriented. Yeah, they are. 
We feeling tempo? I think we feeling tempo in this we set. We feeling tempo? Put them on the back foot. Do you feel like if you have to take a turn off, you miss a turn, whatever, that you have lost the game? Because that's yes. how I feel. Yeah. So Just always, tempo. you know, Nuka Penna, always be doing something. Yeah. ABDS. <laughs> always be doing something. Civil servant. Obviously, we love we this, love the this little green, white kitty cat. Uh, uh, Echo Inspector. Oh, yeah. This card is so good. So good. I think part of why my auto draft is good is because I have three copies <gasps> of Echo Inspector. Like, what else are you? Yes. What else do you want? I mean, the cards also, I would say, pushed just a little bit too hard. The fact that it can be a 3-4 burb for <laughs> yeah. four is, like, pretty good. Very good. 3-4 um, flyers are, like, so many times, right? There's two, three flyers. There's three, three, three flyers. Yeah. But you don't often get a three, four flyer. And it's, it just is very good. Girder goons is where we find that a non-broker card on our list is right here. Yep. We love the goons. Talked about them last week. <laughs> Next up is another land. <laughs> Obscura storefront. Wow. Look at that. And then majestic metamorphosis. metamorphosis. Oh yeah. This card. I have gotten got by this. Absolutely. Which we talked about. This feels a little bit to me like suit up in the last set. Yeah. Which is the one that makes it a four five. This makes your creature a four four angel with flying. And you get to draw a card. And you get to draw a card. Um, It's just a very good trick. Yeah. Once again, a tempo yeah. trick. Um, no Notably not here on this list, a card like murder. I mean, Maria, murder is legal in this set. Yeah. It's in this set. And people are like, no. It's not here in the top. The thing That's is, wild to me. We just talked about if you take a turn off, and it, like murdering is not like taking a turn off, but you're <sighs> not like <laughs> you're not like affecting. You know, you're not adding yeah. to the board to put pressure on your opponent. Yeah. That's why I think it's not as good because like you, okay, you killed the thing, but then they're gonna play their other three one that they drew off their three one. They you don't heard care. it here. Murdering not as good. <laughs> On Streets of Nuka Penna, murder just won't get you where you want to go. Wow. Which is a flavor Isn't fail. Isn't that a lesson for all of those warring families? I just stamped it. Yeah. Flavor fail. It's true. Murder should be tops in Nuka Penna. Murder she did not write. You know what I mean? Yeah. Murder she erased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this format. Okay. Well, I'll save the thought <sighs> I have on it until after we just say what the best cards overall are. All right. So this is not just commons, everybody. These are your mythics and your rares. The number one best card ever Sanctuary Warden. I don't remember this card. Oof, you don't, wa you don't want to yeah. remember this card. This is a 5-5 five, five flyer that comes in with two shield oh, counters okay. on it. Yeah, that's busted. Cards. I Yes, and I'm just, I've just been lucky enough that I've only had this card played against me once, and I had an exile effect for oh. it. Yeah. Otherwise, you lose. Otherwise, you lose. <laughs> you play, you win. Say. If they don't exile it, you lose. You lose. All-seeing Arbiter, I have been just absolutely <sighs> brutally beaten by that card. Dr. Manhattan. He, he'd get job done. Not only will he kill half the world to try and unite us. We found out that doesn't work. <laughs> Spoiler nope. alert. Sorry. But <laughs> also... <laughs> He'll just kill you dead in a game of He'll magic. Just call it, kill you dead. Um, Titan of Industry. Yeah, this is the 7-7 seven, seven green yeah. boy um, that I had two of at the pre-release. Wild. Still wild. Do you know what? All seeing Arbiter, I'm just remembering when we streamed the early access event, yeah. we had an opponent play this card. We managed to kill it twice, and they had two ways to get it back from the graveyard. Gross. It was disheartening. <sighs> That's, you know... That's what it was. Um, Rafine Scheming Seer. This is the the, the um, 
the well, I don't want to talk about this bird. Yeah. The bird you don't want to see. Yeah. Um. Uh, obs- this is the obscura. The connive bird. Yes. The obscura in charge. Er. <laughs> White, blue, black. <laughs> Yep, a legendary creature, Sphinx Demon. One four flying ward one. Whenever you attack, targeted cra- attacking creature connives X, where X is the number of attacking creatures. Yeah, yeah, card's that's really like, good. Three that's, mana. That's pretty busto. That's pretty rough. Oh, pretty fiend. You know, pretty art though. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful bird. Uh, next up is Hostile Takeover. Hostile Takeover. So this card is in Maestro's colors. Um, and is definitely, uh, win the game situation. Uh, this is two blue, black, red for a sorcery up to one target creature has base power and toughness one, one until end of turn up to one other target creature has base power and toughness four, four until end of turn. Then hostile takeover deals three damage to each creature. The downside of board wipes is generally that you've wiped yourself as well as your opponent. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but in this case. No, no, you've you've left yourself alive. Yeah. At least one you creature. Get yourself, yeah, one nice thing. And if they had something that was too big to kill, yep, not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, next up, Elspeth Resplendent. Oh, she's great. Yeah, really, really love Elspeth. Really I've only good. seen her one time. Lost that game. Yeah, notably. Um, that was my experience with this next card, Broker's oh. Ascendancy. I hadn't yet seen this card. My opponent played it. I read the text of it and I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you freaking kidding me right now? That's exactly how you should feel because that's what that card is. I could not believe this freaking card because it is so busted. This card is at rare. Upsetting. Yeah, I agree that this is an upsettingly good card. Oh, blue, black, uh, blue. <laughs> I can't read. I'm so mad. I can't read the colors on this card. Green, white, blue, enchantment. At the beginning of your end step, put a plus one, plus one counter on each, each. creature you control and a loyalty counter on each planeswalker you control on your end step so you don't even when this card comes into play across the table from you you don't even get a turn you don't even get a chance to be like okay i can kill something before this happens no No, it's it's happening right now to you why (laughs) is this card at your end step why is it at your end step this should be your upkeep Okay. It should be your upkeep. And it shouldn't be all of your creatures. It should be one of your creatures. One or two. Like, yes. there's a hideaway There's a hideaway green card that puts it up counter on one of your creatures. Yes. Which um, I feel like this card should be. Yes. It's still good enough for it's a rare, still I think. Too, it's like, yeah, because that green one is a rare. The yeah. green hideaway is a rare. Yeah. So anyway, <sighs> this card, I don't know for what reason that this is enraging, but it's probably like the end step reason. But also it's just stupid. Every single creature. Every creature. The only way it doesn't win somebody the game is if they have no creatures. And at that point, that they were already they were losing. already losing anyway. So, do you have a creature? Do you have two creatures? Congratulations, Broker's Ascendancy. You're, get out of here. You're so dead. If you were alchemy, I would rebalance you into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Broker's Ascendancy. The text reads: This card does nothing. <laughs> Pay three mana. This card does nothing. Green, white, blue, enchantment. <laughs> this card does nothing. It's another one with nothing, but you know, not in black and printed oh nowadays. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Maestros uh. Diabolist is up next, which is the one for Maestros card oh, yeah. with haste and death touch that makes a little demon um, that will ping you when it dies or whatever. Um, 
I think this card is, yeah, it's annoying, but it's, this card is annoying. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not too mad about it. The death it. touch on a one four is like pretty good. Yeah. Because there's plenty of stuff that can't get that four. Exactly. To kill it. Uh, next up. Here it is. Here it is. After all those rares and mythics, inspiring overseer. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Followed by workshop war chief, which is the five, three, uh, siege rhino. <laughs> get out of here. Don't even with me. Don't even get out. If you kill it, guess what? It leaves a four, four behind. There's the door. It's also gained you through life. Get out of here forever. <laughs> Please leave and never Ugh. come back. Um, next up is disciplined duelist. Oh gosh. This card is yeah, good. This card is like, um, pretty. Yeah. So this is the broker is uncommon. Yeah. Signpost uncommon. Uh, it has double strike and a shield counter. It's a two one. Yeah. For three mana. It's just, it's just really good. It's just very good. It's like, it's very difficult to oh, block. Double strike. That's important. Oh yeah, that's that important. That. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's just, yeah. Cause what do you do? <laughs> it just, kill everything. What do you, you do? You can never get that shield counter off of it. Two left. Reservoir Kraken. This the Boo. giant blue six, six that gives them fish. Fists. If I, they know tap you, it. I know you, I know that you said you, that you've beaten this card. I have yet to have that pleasure. I have only been beaten by the Kraken. <laughs> Well, if you at least die to a Kraken, it's been a noble death. Yeah. And then we have the giant uh, Zeatora flying dragon demon. Yeah. Three Riveteers. black, red, green for a 6-6 six, six flying. At the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice another creature whenever you do. Zeatora deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target, it's and gross. you create three treasure tokens. It's gross. Wow. Gross. Yeah. That's another card that like feels pretty um pretty nigh unbeatable. Yeah. Um, but it's a mythic dragon. So you know what? At least you don't see it all that often. Not and like Broker's Ascendancy. And it is still worse than Inspiring <laughs> yeah. Overseer. And it's in the worst colors. Oh, we'll get yeah. to that. Um, but those are the those are the best cards, regardless of rarity, everybody. Um this is the other information that we like to think about. Um, by the way, these are all calculated from best of one draft. Yeah. And uh, the calculation we're getting this from is games and hand win rate. So if you have this card in your hand, your likelihood of winning the game is how they calculate how good they are. Um, so anyway, we, the other thing that's important to think about is how fast a format is, the speed of the format when you're drafting it. Should you prioritize removal and, and cards that will delay the game? Or should you go for two drops and ways to buff them? Well, the data says that this is an average games take 9.2 turns, almost 9.2 turns here in premier draft in streets of new Capenna, which is near the low end of turns of sets that are available on arena. Oh. There are only five sets that are faster than streets of new Capenna. Interesting. So this data like suggests pretty quick. pretty quick format. Yeah. And I would agree with that. Yes. Um, you do want to be on the play. Yep. For sure. Get, get out there. I've, I've, I'm trending now towards drafting as many two drops as humanly possible. And then stuff like for the family or whatever to just like blow them out when, um, yeah. when, uh, when I'm attacking with my little twos. So that's the way I'm approaching it now based on these kinds of numbers and stuff. Um, so anyway, there you go. That's the speed of the format. I think it's extremely fast. That's not what you want in a three color format. No. If you're Wizards of the Coast it's and you design this. It's a huge bummer. Yeah. <sighs> speaking of colors let's talk about how it breaks down we talked yeah. about how good brokers are it's obvious the best it's the best yeah um overall two color pairs are 57.4 win percentage yep well two color plus splash are 56.4 and three color are 55.6 yeah which is rough it's rough um but you know what i will say 
Azorius is the top two color parasol. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, my friends. Azorius, Hello. turns out, is the best thing you could be doing in Streets of New Capenna Premier yeah. Draft with a win rate of 60.4%. Wow. That's really high. That's quite good. Uh, so blue white cards, quite good. Um, Simic is at fifty eight point five. That's so funny. I've never tried to draft Simic, but yeah, I mean, me but, neither. I mean, like, why not? <laughs> the yeah. blue cards are good. The green cards are good. I mean, all of these, right? These are all, each of the two color pairs that you can make out of brokers, correct? Because the next one is Celestia, which is fifty eight point three. Yep. So, right, so we've done like blue white, <laughs> blue green, green white. You got them all. There, 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 they are. there are. They're the three top ones. Those are among the best things that you can do in this format. Is yep. play those two color pairs. Demir is at 56.7%. Rakdos, I've seen people have success with this, 55.7%. Then it goes down from there. Boros is 54.6%. Orzov, 54%. All the others under 54%. All right. Um, So three colors. Yep. Brokers, obviously, at the top here. Uh, 58.6%. That's in the same range as Simic and Selesnia. So that is, it's right up there at the top with everything else. Obzon. It's a shocker here. Wow. Coming in at 56.3. That's white, black, green. That's not supported. No, not supported. That's not one of the five families. Nope. Weird. It's not, but it's the second best three color pair you can be in. Okay. <laughs> it's got white and green. I assume the That's black true. is just like a splash. White and green. Yeah. But whatever. So basically your Celestia yeah. splash black. Exactly. I can see that. Um, next up is Obscura and the Maestros are at 55.2. Yep. Cabaretti 54. Jeskai 51, Rivet 51.8, Riveteers at 51.6. Yeah, Riveteers, yikes. Ugh. Mardu um, and Sultai are both not support, and Teamer are all unsupported color pairs. Yeah. So and they are <sighs> predictably abysmal. Riveteers, the only two color option worse than Riveteers is Is It? <laughs> Woof. Oh, it's that's so pretty, sad. I know, that's a real bummer. Because Riveteers is very fun. I love yes. Bliss. It's a exactly. fun color pair. And we love us a union. Yeah, absolutely. Union strong. Exactly. But, but in this case, and on, on Nuka Pena, part of the problem with their city is that unions are not strong in their city right no, now. not strong. So perhaps things would be better on Nuka Pena if the Riveteers were doing better. All right. We need to do some organizing on Nuka Pena yeah. to help out our Riveteer buddies. it done. Um. Just, I don't know how else to say this, but this is the saddest news we've given anybody about a draft format in a long time. Hey, everyone. Maria and Megan here. Look, why don't you take a seat? Can we get you some water or a tea or a snack? Because we've got some bad news. It just breaks my little I magic know. heart to tell you all this. It's it's rough. I mean... It's a, uh, it's rough. It's, it's rough. Anytime there's an unbalanced draft format. Yes, for sure. Um, and this certainly seems like it is one so, at the moment. So what we look forward to look to from here is will the format correct itself? Yeah. Because if too many people start forcing brokers, yep. it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Um, it's just going to be bad because too many people are in those colors. Yeah. So will you be able to have more success with these other things? Hopefully. Yes. Um, my guess is that like the biggest winner it feels like from people overdrafting brokers colors was, is probably going to be black. Yep. Um, Maestros. cause we see it in like Demir and Rakdos are the next 
kind of color pairs um, with and then Abzan and Obscura and Maestros are all kind of like the next thing that are under the broker's colors. Right. Um, and so that feels to me like if you're in a seat where you're like, oh, it feels like people at this table are pushing brokers because they know it's good. Yeah. That would probably be the next thing that I look to. The other thing that's t- specifically tough about a format that's unbalanced color wise as an as opposed to one that's unbalanced in favor of either slow decks or aggressive decks is that it's harder to correct mm-hmm. in your draft. Because if you're in a format where you're like, oh, this is super fast. I know what I'll do. I'll draft cards that punish decks for trying to go super fast. Yeah. You can't just say I'm going to punish draft decks for having really good cards. Yes. <laughs> if someone if someone drafts a deck Ooh. with only good cards, it's pretty hard to punish them for that. They are just drafting the uh, way sucker. you're supposed to draft. You have a three four flyer for four mana, and you also looted. And you looted. I'm going to punish you for what was just an extremely good use of four mana. You used man four mana about as well as you can. <laughs> so, like, you can't do that, everybody. But like I said, it is a faster format, so maybe there's somewhere to hit the brakes. Yeah. You took you you took a two one flyer that drew you a card and gained you a life for three Get mana. Wrecked. That's the best thing that you could possibly do with three mana, and I'm gonna try to quote unquote punish you for it. What am I gonna do? Light them up your flyer and just feel like I got the worst deal on the face of the planet? Yes. Nothing feels worse Nothing. than casting a removal spell Oof. on an inspiring overseer. No, it's terrible. They're just like, wow, They're I like, lost. Oh, I already got my card back. I don't care. <sighs> oh my gosh. Um, so know? we'll keep our eyes on the prize as to <laughs> what's happening in this format as we move forward. Sealed, of course, is going to be a bit of a different deal. Yeah, it always is. Because it always is. And that's this weekend's format in the Arena Open if you plan to play. So... Uh, keep that in mind. Um, it's going to be a little, you're going to want to build differently. You're going to want to think about dif- the format differently. Although I did draft in a uh, draft sealed deck build. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a word for that. Uh, an aggressive green, white deck that did very well. So yeah. maybe it's the same story too. I don't know. Anyway, uh, there you go, everybody. I'm really sorry. And I guess go make yourself yeah, a cup of tea. <laughs> exactly. You need to talk to someone. We understand. Folks, we're here to tell you about Ultra Pro and why they're great. Yes, Ultra Pro has been a sponsor of the show for a long while now. Um, they are so wonderful. Yes. Um, they make some really sweet magic accessories and they do great stuff like this. Um, so in celebration of Pride Month and in support of the Trevor Project, they're going to they have a soul ring playmat from the upcoming Pride Secret Lair. Yep. Uh, which is Gorgeous. So pretty. And really cool. Um, and 1850 from each one of these secret layer playmats is going to go to the Trevor Project wow! to support LGBTQ plus youth. That's awesome. Yeah. That's such a huge chunk of the money from this playmat sale, too. That's just yeah. awesome. Um, so always great to get stuff from Ultra Pro, especially great to get stuff from Ultra Pro if you're looking at this pride secret lair stuff and you're like oh maybe like you're not going to get the pride secret lair set even though those cards are incredible <laughs> so good or you're like i want to see it but bigger yes we always honestly want to see the art but bigger but bigger the art but bigger um ultra pro oh, so good and you can use code glhf at checkout for five percent off yeah so use the code shop ultra pro get your hands on the secret lair pride gear from ultra pro 
Uh, we, we can't recommend them enough. Use yeah. our code, get a discount and help out a great cause at the same time. All right, Maria, time for another chapter in the magic story. I'm so excited. So last week we learned a little bit about how at least um, in the maestros and in the cabaret, oh, yeah. the second in command and the boss boss have really fun, great relationships. Very cute. Really strong relationships, doing good work. Yeah. Um, anyways, we knew that we know that Elspeth arrived on New Capenna thinking that this is her home plane. That's what a Johnny thinks. Um, and that New Capenna is this vertical city, a.k.a. sideways stories <laughs> from Wayside School. <laughs> On top of what is a <sighs> devastated plane on the, there's like a magical barrier between this beautiful city and a plane that is like a wasteland. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, so now we're following Elspeth, and Elspeth is just kind of like trying to make do in New Capenna. She's just working her jobs, right? She keeps finding odd jobs. Oh, that's right cute. now she's working in a laundry where because she is super strong, it's her job to like haul bags of laundry back and forth <laughs> from the train station. I never thought like, what would a job would a planeswalker be qualified right? like for. You don't, you don't think of planeswalkers as having jobs. No. But Elspeth is just like, I'm just here trying to keep my head down while all of these five families keep trying to recruit everybody. Yeah. She's just like, she can never keep a job because everyone's like, play our politics games. And she's like, I just am trying to figure out my past. Yeah. Um. So right now she's working at a laundry. Um, we also have like a little bit of of a flashback when she met a Johnny on Dominaria, like after the whole ordeal with Heliod and all of the underworld and that sort of business. Oh, yeah. And she's like having a hard time. And she's like, I don't know where my home is. I feel lost and I'll never be safe. Things are a general bummer. Oh, and a Johnny is like, yeah, that's really rough. And like, honestly, as a planeswalker, the way you can only feel safe is at home and at home is if you feel safe and at home in your own skin. And she's like, that's not the kind of advice I need right now. <laughs> I am emotionally devastated from the fact that a god murdered me. Yeah, man. And I tried to bring my boyfriend back from the dead and he turned out to be a completely different person when he was returned from the dead. I mean, wouldn't you be though? I guess she's you not. Would. But exactly. I feel like it would really change a person. Exactly. I feel like sometimes you bring someone back from the dead and they're different from how you expect it. Some say dead is better. <laughs> anyway. It's <laughs> a little pet cemetery for uh -huh, you. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, I watched that last week. Oh, you did? Yeah. It's All right. How great. good was my impression? Um, one, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Two, a lot of holes in that film. Oh, yeah. Um, what, that's the most negligent family of all time. <laughs> they should not have kids or no. be living near a highway. No. They're not qualified for either of those things. Two, why after apparently these trucks have hit numerous pets and people question mark and no one has written their city council to be like, change the freaking speed limit on this road. It's a two lane, it's a two lane road and these like oil tankers are hauling ass at like six miles an hour. Hauling What's gas more like. With you? Anyways, that's my brief. This, is, this has been our brief interlude of Pet Cemetery into the new Capenna storyline. I think it fits. Um, but, you know, very enjoyable film. Uh, anyways, where were we? Uh, yeah, so Elspeth has this like little flashback talking to a Johnny, and a Johnny's like, oh, hey, I while you were dead, um, I was searching for your home plane. Oh, um, that's nice of him. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so 
It turns out that the laundry dude that Elspeth is working for owes some money to the maestros. And the maestros come in while she's in the back and are like, give us our money. And he's like, give me more time. And they're like, no more time. Money. <laughs> Megan's <laughs> and, a great bruiser. <laughs> money. And then, uh, and then they beat him up. And they, you know, they mess up the shop. And Elspeth comes out from the back. And the shopkeeper, even though he was rude to her earlier, they're like, who are you? And the shopkeeper's like, that's just a customer. And Elspeth is like, I'm not a customer. Get out of this shop. I'm your worst nightmare. I mean, basically. Yeah. Um, basically. They're like, what is this isn't any of your business. And she's like, anyone who's beaten up an unarmed person makes themselves my business. Uh, a lot of smack talk on New Capenna. There's a lot of smack talk in this scene in general. <laughs> it was like pretty fun. Great. Um, so yeah, they're like. They're like, you get your nose out of this or we're going to beat you up. Um, and she's like, hey, if you leave, I'll let you keep your kneecaps. Oh, sick. <laughs> Literally, that's like some smack talk that's happening in here. Otherwise, I'm going to rip them up from your knees. I mean, yeah. And use them as shoulder pads. Exactly. Um, but then she looks around and she's like, these are four heavily armed vampires. Yeah. So I'm mostly, she's mostly, she's like smack talking to get them to chase her out of the shop so that they leave the shopkeeper alone. Okay. Because Elspeth is, after all, a hero. Um, and so she like runs out of the shop and they all chase her. And like one of the women tries to slash her with a sword and Elspeth like dodges and punches her. But the woman is just wearing basically armor all over, I guess. So (laughs) that doesn't work out great for her. Ouch. Um, and then she ends up in a spot where it's like, there's like a big fissure or like an unfinished bridge. Right. And she's like, oh, well, I'm cornered. Yeah. Um, And then they start they start fighting and she's like, oh, I need a weapon. And luckily there's like a whole bunch of like big steel poles there that are going to go up in the construction. So she literally uses a giant steel pole as like a lance slash spear and just knocks all four of these goons unconscious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then sure enough, someone there is watching and is like slow. Clap. That slow clap. They're like slow clap. Great. That was nice. Love a good slow clap. Um, and it is none other than and hello the the secondhand uh, yeah. vamp of the maestros that we met last week. Um, and she's like, "Are you mad because I beat up your dumb goons?" And he's like, "No, apparently they were dumb and they're not good enough to be my goons. So we're chill." Game recognized game. Exactly. It was. It is a very game recognized game <laughs> moment. And he's like, "Come work." For us and she's like that's not my jam and yeah. he's like well I can give you like money and she's like I don't want money and he's like I can give you Halo and she looks interested for a moment and she's like okay tell me more why would I want Halo and he's like whoa if you're asking why you would want Halo you're not from here right um, and she's like what do you mean yes I am <laughs> and he's like I was testing you of course like, I know it I don't care <laughs> um, and she's like tell me about this place and he's like actually if you join the maestros we have all these museums and we know last week that like Lord Xander was looking through his old manuscript and stuff yep. um, he's he's like we we can give you history. We if know you the wanna, history. If you want to be paid in history, kid, we can pay you in history. <laughs> um, and she's like, great. So they're like walking and then they come to a big fountain. Um, and this fountain is like an angel beating up a Phyrexian. Oh. Um, is like the topper of this fountain. Uh, and sh- he's just like, oh, yeah. Um, 
if you want to know more, like we have tons of these statues. We don't know what's going on in them. And she's like, oh, they don't realize that it's a Phyrexian that this angel is beating up, but yeah. I recognize it. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, there's angels, there's statues of angels all over the city as if we're supposed to revere them for an ancient battle or something. <gasps> um, but the only thing they ever did that matters anymore was vanish and leave us the scraps to fight over. So it seems like probably the angels fought a battle against the Phyrexians on Capenna. And that's what's sealed that's, under the magical barrier. Exactly. It's like the devastation from that. And the new Capenna is built on top of that. Um. So anyways, Elspeth is like, bingo. Uh, I'm sure I'll work for you. Um, anyways, and Ajani, so anyways, we flash back to Dominaria and Ajani's like, hey, I find your home. It seems like it might be this place, New Capenna. And the Gatewatch wants you to go to New Capenna because it seems like we had news that like maybe there were Phyrexians there at one point mm-hmm. and there's not now. Like it seems. How and, did they beat And Ajani is also like there are plans to attack New Phyrexia, but we don't want to make any moves until we're ready and we know we can win. Sure. Um, Preemptive strike. Yes. And so he's like there are rumors of a past incursion there. And since New, Capan- New Capenna is still standing, that means they must have defeated it. Wow. Um, so okay. we want to we want you to go there and kind of like. Keep an eye out. And she's like, okay, I can do that. Um, anyways, and then she's like, sure, I'll join the maestros and be paid in history. Because <laughs> that's what everybody sure. uh, that's what everybody wants. Anyways, and we have a little epilogue with um, the adversary in a back room. Obnix. Yep. And it is revealed to, of course, be Obnixilis. There's like a little teaser of like the people who are working from him. One of them is finishing the sentence. And that's what the font truly is. Talking about like the big fountain that the cabaret are <laughs> unveiling at their shindig. So not Comic Sans. It's not. No, it's. <laughs> And that's what the font <laughs> truly is, Comic Sans. <laughs> Anyways, and Obnixilis is like, huh, that's what the font is? Pathetic. It, it, they're just, it's ripe for the taking. Hmm. Um, and so he's like, all right, we're going to make the crescendo one hell of a party. Ooh. The end. Okay. All right, so there you go. Wow, Nuka Penna story. This yeah. is my favorite story so far. It's a good story. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's very enjoyable. I want to know what those angels, why those angels were there. Were they just Nuka Penna angels who fought the Phyrexians? I think so. I think Nuka Penna had angels on it. And now they're just like, there's only a few left. They're like, Yeah, like maybe they literally all died. Because they were drained of their halo? Well, yeah. When they or were like, milked? Yes. Or... <laughs> They sweat it all out. <laughs> Remains to be know. seen. Yeah. All right. We await chapter three. Ooh. Coming up very soon. Everybody, it's time for Flavor Text Theater movie pitches. Ooh. All right. So what happens here is that we are going to crack this booster. Oh, look it's at a this set ogre booster. warrior. It's the fourth three. Ooh, we got an Join art card. This is make an example. Ooh. What is that card? Nice. <laughs> like literally, what is that card? I don't remember. Make an example. Lexi. We have the art card for make an example. And I'm like, literally, I don't know what this card is. It must be bad. I mean, we've said that a lot of cards are bad in this set, but I um don't recognize it. A bunch of people passed out on a street or killed on a street. Oh, this is it's because it's from Nuka Pena Commander. Oh, I see. Okay. Three and a black sorcery. Each opponent 
separates the creatures they control into two piles. For each opponent, you choose one of their piles. Each opponent sacrifices the creatures in their chosen pile. Oh, okay. Well, that would be why. That's pretty. Seems good. That's pretty good. So what we're going to do is going to pitch you some movies based on the card yeah. names and art of these cards that we've just randomly opened um, from Streets of New Capenna in the set booster. But I got it the pre-release, everybody, mm-hmm. at my LGS. <sighs> okay. Um, all right. I am going to bring to you um, the story of a magician. <laughs> and I he, soul. Yes. Let's make it. <laughs> um, and he's... Like, uh, he's been a magician ever since, right? Like he was a kid and he was orphaned and he fell in with a a pack of magicians. (laughs) (laughs) So they always warn you against kids. (laughs) Tell you will happen. Watch out. Right. Because this isn't like contemporary. This is kind of like, um, fictional past. Okay. Fictional 1800s esque. (laughs) Uh, think like the prestige. Sure. Uh, or something like that. A pack of magicians. Anyways, this kid falls in with a pack of magicians and he grows up um, and he loves practicing magic and he just wants to have a family of his own. But he has a really hard time um, allowing himself to get close to people. Yeah. And so he always will charm people like, you know, he's always like very he's so charming to people yeah. um, and gets very close to them and then will just disappear. And he's like, but that's part of the, the, the appeal of it is that like, I'm charming, but it's only because it's temporary. Yeah. No one will ever love me if they get to know me. Um, but sure enough, there is like, uh, there's a detective who ends up on the case or who's just like, sees him once meets him is very charmed by him. Um, and this detective, he's like, I'm going to find this magician. Um, and so he makes it his goal to seek out this magician and not let him, you know, just fa- fade away. And sure enough, the, the magician and the detective fall in love oh. um, in Obscura Charm. <laughs> he obscures where he's going, but he's charming. <laughs> I'd watch it. Right. This next movie um, is involves a hitman. Um, the oh. life of a hitman um, has, you know, been assigned many hits in many years, and has done his job dutifully until one day, of course, a hit is called out on him. Oh! And he realizes he's like, oh my god, somebody's got it out for me. What can I do? Yeah. And that's when a strange figure pops up out of the bushes. <laughs> And is like, well, you could either meet your fate or you could <gasps> escape it into this orb. And she has like an orb. And so uh, he's like, well, I'm going to choose the orb because the person is like chasing him down the street and can see their shadow. Mm-hmm. He jumps into the magical orb and inside it are all of the people he's killed. <gasps> ah! And so now he must go through a gauntlet of either killing them all again inside the orb to remain the last person standing or realize the error of his ways. Wow. In, out of the way. Wow. <laughs> Have we ever talked about Woody Harrelson's dad on this show? <laughs> I don't think so. What? Okay, you know famous actor Woody Harrelson. Yeah. His dad was a hitman. Really? Yes. His dad was a hitman who is still in jail for taking a hit out on a federal judge and killing him. No way. Maybe it was only a state judge, but it was in Texas. Wow. Right? Did you know Christopher Lee from Lord of the Rings was a British Secret Service agent who probably killed people in World what? War II? Who did he play in Lord of the Rings? He's played Saruman. Whoa! So, like, <laughs> there is a scene, I this is a story, everybody, where he they're doing a scene of somebody getting stabbed in the back or whatever, uh-huh. and he's like, that is not what it sounds like to be stabbed in the back. Ah! No! Yeah. That's never what you want to hear someone say. And you're like, mm, how do you know that? <laughs> 
Whoa. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. Very spooky. That's wild. Well, there you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, this is a story of like two. There's like a, this, right? This like vast canyon. Um, so, so far down, right? No one's ever been to the bottom of it. It's like Ooh. full of cl- clouds. That's right. Cool. It's like, and then there's a cliff, obviously, on either side. And on either side of the cliff, um, there's a tower. And the tower, the two towers on either side of the cliffs watch a bridge that goes across this canyon Ooh. that no one is allowed to cross. And no one knows why. <sighs> the guards in these towers are just like, right, they're like raised in these towers. They live in these towers these in, their entire lives. And their jobs are just to guard and watch the bridge. And they're always taught from the very beginning, no one crosses the bridge across the canyon until obviously one day one of the people, like a young guard in Cross one of the, the towers- bridge. Is like, why don't we cross the bridge? Yeah. And goes on an adventure across the bridge um, in Skybridge Towers. Ooh, that's find out what's I on like the other that. side. Mysterious. Yeah. This next card I'm bringing to you is from the commander set, everybody. Uh, so I was like, why do I not know this card? That's why. Um, this is a movie that uh, is about a town where everything's perfect. Think Pleasantville kind of situation. Uh-huh. Everybody's always smiling all the time. In fact, that's required in this town. You must almost always be constantly smiling. Um, however, they do know that there needs to be some element of disruption. Otherwise, everyone will like lose their minds. Uh-huh. <laughs> so every year, some kids from the local school get drafted into the program, no. the bully program, essentially. The bully program? <laughs> Where they have to go around the town what? and like lightly bully the residents what? so that that their beautiful lives are not fully disrupted by actual um, malevolent forces, but merely constructed malevolent forces. Hey, it's, it's really messed to, up. You need to be lightly bullied <laughs> in order for nothing truly bad to happen to you. It's it's dystopia times yeah. 10. Keep going. Um, and then, of course, one of the kids that gets drafted into the bullies just really truly does not have the heart of it for it and it's like why do we do this weird society where like we have to be happy all the time and they probably take medication for it and then we have this group of bullies that goes around so that people like you can punch a bully you can like whatever you know get their angst out you can kind of do the purge on them if you want or whatever like this is messed up a light purge uh (laughs) we've got this group just a light purge specifically selected like, this is no good. And uh, fights back to stop the creation of the bully group and take the town back for uh, normal uh, human functioning. Yeah. In the Beamtown Bullies. Wow. This is like a slightly darker The Giver. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Man, The Giver was my favorite book for so many years as a child. It's yeah. it's very good. This is a cool card. Vigilance and Haste. Yeah. 4-4. Four, four. Um, all right. So we've had a lot of like very reasonable films. Great. Let's so get on a real here. dumb one here. <laughs> all right. This is about a school that has just the best du- double Dutch team of all time. Oh, I'm into it. Right. They can double Dutch like nobody's business. And they, of course, there's like a, there's a bunch of rival schools who are all like, we are all going to reclaim our spaces. The best double Dutch team of all time. How is this movie not and real? So they start having their double Dutch competition. And the problem is the teams are too good. They can't figure it out. Until a shadowy figure from the past of Double Dutch arrives and says, there's the way we used to do this, but you don't want to hear about it. And they're like, tell us. And they're like, actually, the Double Dutch. 
Actually, the double Dutch ropes are wires, and if you get hit by one, it cuts your hand <laughs> or your foot off. We used and to the, play the real and way. The people are like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll take on the, the hardcore. <laughs> now this is a horror movie. Exactly, the hardcore double Dutch. <laughs> This was Bring It On, the, but when, yes. if you like Bring It On, but you'd like to see them gruesomely maimed, yes, this might be the, this movie, might be for the movie for you. We will move from Double Dutch to Wiretapping. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no way we can beat that pitch. So we're going to end it there. Call us, Warner Brothers or Apple TV. Yes. You're on a hot streak right you now. You know that you want... <laughs> wiretapping on your program think about it think about it just a shot of somebody's legs getting sliced off mid-jump you're telling me that this would not be like a this would be a total cult horror movie totally would of like it's like a big auditorium with like windows high at the top (laughs) and the lights are all off so it's like blue filtered light and it's all like blue light and shadows as they double dutch and then they get splashes of red as they get hit come on it's just race itself Well, cats and kittens and puppies and dogs, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. That's right. Remember, if anyone asks you if you want to take your double dutch to the next level, (laughs) you tell them no. All right? Absolutely not. Because that means my legs are getting sliced. Exactly. You could get decapitated. Thank you to Ultra Pro, to Card Kingdom for being our incredible sponsors. And especially thank you to everybody who supports us. You are our best sponsors over on Patreon.com slash GLHF Magic. You truly are. And thank you especially again to Claudio, Gwendolyn, James, and Daniel for becoming new patrons or upping their pledges this past week. We'll give you a special shout out. If you up your pledge or become a new patron before next episode, we'd love to say your name on the air as a special thank you for becoming a part of the high five club and remember to donate to one of those abortion funds yes. 25 dollars or more email us your receipt along with your mailing address so that we can send you some awesome magic accessories remember you've got till the end of the week so sunday at midnight central time to get that in so do it before you forget glhfmagic at gmail.com is our email address and thanks for hanging out with us once again to chat about magic ma- magic <laughs> I love chatting about magic. Chatting about magic. <laughs> I saw now. I sound like one of the hitmen. Oh, it's true. Yeah. You can. You better moi to you. <laughs> give us some money. <laughs> well, maybe I won't moi to you because I can't. No time. Not too good. <laughs> no time. Money now. 